0: Started up. That's your Friday already on BNA. Now started at the end of the week after the Fourth of July. A lot of folks had the uh, by the the gauge of traffic this week. A lot of folks just went ahead and took the whole week off after the Fourth yeah, of oh July because yeah. it's been uh, fairly light. But uh, Don Miller, along with the traffic, has been some issues—a fatality wreck overnight. Don will have details on that uh, on this Friday, Buck. That also happens to be one of Ty's favorite days. It's not na- and one of your favorite days back in the past. It's National Dive Bar Day. Who's not a Ooh, yeah. fan of a don't good dive t- bar? Fan of a good dive bar. Big time. So, certainly, uh, the show of the people audience can go to work with your, uh, you know, the problem with with, uh, with announcing where your favorite dive bar is is you kind of want to keep it a secret. You know yeah. I, oh, yeah. You don't want anybody to know about chair. that. Uh, if you've got a good hole in the wall, which, a hole in the wall right down on campus is a pretty cool little dive bar. Um, I've been there
2: only a couple times.
0: Um, I think, I think.
2: That's more of a beer joint. Well. Cause, 'Cause I was looking for liquor. Wherever I was going, I was looking for liquor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You you're wouldn't few, Deep Eddy's not your place. You were a good friend of Why Jack, was Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they have liquor at Deep Eddy, but it's like it's it's kinda
2: <laughs> They won't slam the they won't roll no, the bottle no, down no, to you. No. Come on, no. man.
1: They I've seen girls in there walking around with full bottles of wine though. Well, you're you're twenty plus years without drinking, but when you were drinking I was around you and you had
0: you were a you were a Bud Light and a shot Chaser, guy. Yeah,
2: that yeah. I was I was shocked. Did you ever drink anything Bud. else about that? No, I didn't no, I I really once I was when I once I was into the heat of the night that was it. I wasn't I didn't do any every mixers. time. Yeah, I, I didn't do vodka, I didn't do I did straight Jack Daniel's. But
1: every time you ordered a drink it was as yep. uh, yeah. what's that called a lunchbox?
2: Oh, uh, they used to boilermaker back. I mean, I they used to drop the they would drop the Jack Daniel's into the beer. And I could suck like the that beer thing mug. down, beer oh, mug and suck that right down. Gross. But I didn't want to I didn't I never wasted the I never wasted the Jack. I just like. Then, would you like ice with this? Like, why? Why waste the ice? Just slide the bottle down here. I'll send it back to you when I'm done. Give it to me. Yeah. Figure uh, out how many shots are in there. I'll pay for it later.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But uh, take your favorite dive bars. Uh, you're, I'm assuming you are uh, going to go deep, Eddie. But, uh, that, that's a dive bar. Right? A dive bar could be very popular and crowded, but at the same time, it's kind of a divey place. Oh, that's a very divey place. You know, place. I
2: mean, it's... I mean, I never. I once there's a lot of places I've been in once and, the and way, once only like Don's Depot. Oh, I was at Don's Depot place.
0: one time.
1: One time, my, Great one place. time. I feel like you'd love that place. Like, guy, I just never. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know, like, well, Don. You know the story of Don's Depot. I believe is that it would have closed, but like a bunch of like Westlake uh, and people that live out here rallied with like a GoFundMe to keep it open during oh, COVID. Really? Yeah, because that's where they go hang out. Yeah, they wanted to make sure it stayed open. One time, it's like a, a fund me event. Uh, this is Stardust Club in South Austin. Ooh, that's good. You know, because Stardust is down there at the end of Manchac, and it's also right next to Giddy Ups, because Giddy Ups is a dive bar if there ever was one down in deep South Austin, towards uh, you know Manchac, almost to sixteen twenty six. That's a gooder, because you know that whole Manchac corridor has blown up with cool new bar. Armadillo Den is there. You know. Um, well, the Luster people used Pearl. to take
2: care of me at Trudy's. They used to make sure that I could, I could get home or. That I at least knew where home was. Would or, you have like the
1: manager taking you home? Or <laughs> what? I mean,
2: it just it was. Yeah. No. Well, there were some there were some days. Well, because and nights and mornings.
0: Well, that's that's the new spot in South Austin is is that Manchac s- stretch, uh, just really cool spots and night spots and they're packed every every weekend and night, and uh, but you got to go all the way down to get to the Giddy Ups or to the Star Bar because the Star Bar is right next to the Texican Cafe, in Deep South Austin. So we'll take yours. I know the South area pretty well. You'll know yours. Uh, it says Horseshoe Lounge. Rest in peace. Horseshoe Lounge used to be on South Lamar. South
2: Lamar, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been in there. there that's another place. Uh, that's a two-timer.
0: I used in to there. love the bar because it was a big cushioned bar. Mm-hmm. The story of the Horseshoe Lounge for me is when I was we, – when we had our first you – know, this is 25 years ago now because our son Griffin is 25 now. When he was a baby, we lived in a little house, a little bungalow not far from the Horseshoe Lounge. Over there right? where
2: it cost you a million dollars to live now? Not at the
0: time. We, <laughs> we paid rent. Uh, we we had a little baby, but the house was like a thousand square foot house and then it was all wood floor. So it and he, you'd wake him up if you crept
2: across there. So
0: so I, you know, my, it was my excuse to go watch the Astros game in the summertime. I would just, honey, I'm going over to horseshoe lounge and I'd sit there. They'd have the Astros game on and have a couple of cold, cold ones. And, and then uh, make my way back to the house under a mile and, uh, keep the baby from, from waking up. So I turned the TV on. Anytime you stepped in that house, it would wake him up. There's a good song by Slade Cleaves about the Horseshoe Lounge. Ooh. It's, it's still there, though. It's called Something Else. Um, yeah. It, it's, it, someone will tell us what it's called. But, yeah, you can still go in there and have a cold drink, I believe. They have a great shuffleboard and jukebox and all that good stuff. This says uh, Mean-Eyed Cat. Yeah, that's a good one. It's my third spot. Mean-Eyed Cat spot. right, right, right on option. Uh, Fifth Street. And, you know, there's a Mean-Eyed Cat. They're bringing it one to down all the way down to Kyle, Texas. We're what, a what is minute. going down? down uh, Kyle's there, Kyle. blowing up. Kyle's blowing up with uh, their, there's you know little mini arboretum kind of things going on down. Their domain kind of things going down down there, uh, and it's a lot of mixed use. So it's a lot of apartments and condos. But then the you know the, the ground floor will be bars and restaurants and things of that nature. Uh, so you'll have immediate, won't be you'll have a, a, a base of people already rolling in there because they live right there in the complex like they do out there at the domain. Uh, this is Dry Creek Saloon. Great one. That's old school. Old school for sure. Club 21. Little Longhorn on Burnett Road. That's right. Jenny's Little Longhorn. That's uh, where you played the chicken, you know what, bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, this says the horseshoe is now at the Golden Goose. That's right. Golden, Golden Goose. Golden Goose. Thank you very much. What was the place I used that's
2: to hang that's out That's appropriate because they killed the Golden Goose. Where was I like Norm at down round on the South Lamar there? Old or, Alligator Grill. The Alligator <laughs> Grill. I would <was>, say, man. <laughs>
0: The Alligator Grill. I thought I opened it up and closed it down. I'm sure you 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 accomplished that on a timer too. Okay, so let's get to uh, the headlines, trending topics, and we'll take your favorite all-time dive bars on this National Dive Bar Day, appropriately on a Friday. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We'll start with the college football, and for the first time since the Big 12 Conference went to a divisionless format, the Texas Longhorns have been picked by the media and the media poll to win the conference. Steve Sarkeesian's Longhorns earned 41 of the possible 67 first-place votes from media members who cover the league. They tallied 886 points uh, just ahead of Kansas State, who followed the Longhorns. The defending champs received 14 first-place votes, but 858 points. As for Steve Sarkeesian, Longhorn head coach, embracing the uh, high praise for his team, feels like this team that uh, does have the medal that can go be a champion.
2: I really feel like our team's on a mission.
0: Like we we we've, we've been building for this um, to, to to win a Big 12 championship. I felt like you know that they will all tell you that that we missed an
2: opportunity a year ago to not play for the Big 12 championship game because of our own undoing. You know we yeah. made we made some mistakes in a couple of games that cost us an opportunity to be in that game. And we've got great leadership on this team. We've got guys that. The necessary effort and means to 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 try to be a champion, and that's that's why they came here, and and hopefully we're giving them the platform and the tools to go do that.
0: So Texas one, K State two, Oklahoma picked third, Texas Tech four, TCU down at fifth uh, with three first place votes. All fourteen Big Twelve teams will be in attendance at media days next week in Arlington coming up next Wednesday and Thursday. NBA Atlanta Hawks and All-Star guard DeJounte Murray have come to an agreement on a new four-year, $120 million max extension. 26-year-old former Spur averaged over 20 points a game last season, over six six assists. Current Spurs rookie victor won by Banyama. Addressed allegations yesterday that a member of his security team slapped the pop singer Britney Spears in the face at a Las Vegas restaurant Wednesday night in Vegas for the NBA Summer League, which begins today when Banyama told reporters that someone grabbed him from behind, but he didn't see what happened from there because he continued to walk forward and he's seven foot five. For her part, Spears did file a police report with the Vegas PD, later released a statement calling the incident traumatic and super embarrassing. Uh, The agent for All-Star Damian Lillard has gone public and on the record to make it clear that his client wants to be traded to the Miami Heat and nowhere else. It's a move that will likely draw a heavy fine from the league, but Aaron Goodwin as he's doing what is in the best interest of his client by discouraging other teams from challenging Miami's offer. Major League Baseball last night, losses for both the Rangers and Astros. AL West leading Texas built a 5-3 to lead in their rubber game in Fenway Park with the Boston Red Sox, but the bullpen got rocked pretty good. Seven runs they allowed over the 6th and 7th innings to fall 10-6. They now head to D.C. for a weekend series with the Nationals. Second place, Houston gained no ground. They opened up a four-game weekend series with Seattle down at Minute Maid Park and lost game one 5-1. Round Rock clobbered Sugarland, Land 12-3.
1: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at com.
2: You know, the writers, I mean, picking Oklahoma 30 is just – I mean, I thought I was the only nut around right now about Oklahoma. It's a thing in Texas and Oklahoma. Well, I, play think, for I think it's – What the, is it
0: about? I mean, their schedule and their okay. quarterback. All right. And, and there's just the, the brand of Oklahoma. That, well, that's that, what I was thinking. Is Brett, it about the brand? Well, and the Brett Venables – much like Steve Sarkeesian, they parallel themselves, right? Brett Venables is an unproven coach, right? He was a great defensive coordinator at Clemson. He was a good, you know good defense coordinator for Bob Stoops at Oklahoma, which is why Bob Stoops helped handpick Brett Venables for the job when Lincoln Riley bolted to the West Coast. Uh, and so, but when, when Venables came in, much like Steve Sarkeesian, when he came in from Alabama, there was um, nothing there. Well, what was there I mean, we we said this all last offseason when people were picking them and just pick up where we left off with Lincoln. Lincoln Riley not only took his talents to, what, to USC, took a good chunk of the coaching staff including the defensive coordinator Alex Grinch, um, you know, also some of the best players including the Heisman Trophy winner yep. followed him to USC. And then we also said a lot last year if you go back and look, that team that the Lincoln Riley, you know, left they had a bunch of graduating seniors, especially on defense, who were the, the guts of their defense. Mm-hmm. And they all moved on to the National Football League.
2: And they, the linebacker, you're right. They did.
0: And so that, that's a lot to lose. And, that, and then, you know, you bring in an entirely new coaching staff. you got a ton of guys to replace. Uh, but, again, because it was the brand Oklahoma, well, Jeff Levy knows Dylan Gabriel and Brett Venables is a great Yeah, I mean, I thought coach. they would
2: struggle year one, but why do people think all of a sudden it's just going to totally change?
0: I don't. I think it's going to be very similar to Steve Sarkeesian's year two. Mm-hmm. Or it'll be better. But they're still not there, and you know.
2: But they're there enough. Do you think they could still be in the championship? But but we've
0: said this over and over again. Their schedule is so easy. Their schedule is favorable. No, those
2: non-conference, they get to get good, or or feel good about themselves early.
0: Or they'll win those games, then get exposed in the Big Twelve. Yeah, which is what happened last year, right? Oklahoma went three and zero in the non-conference. They remember their big rivalry game with Nebraska. They throttled Nebraska. Remember Casey Thompson was playing quarterback for the Cornhuskers that day, and Oklahoma just beat the daylights out of them. Everybody thought, oh, man, Red Venables, Oklahoma's going to be fine. And then, of course, they were 3-0 and after that Nebraska game, and they only won, th- what, th- three games the rest of the way? And their defense just just collapsed. And so, yeah. I think yeah, because when be- we
2: talked about it the other day at their non-conference, and then, you know, we said the word Tulsa, at Tulsa, Ty, you looked like they could have a little bit of problems with Tulsa, at Tulsa, Mm, if they do, if mean, they do watch out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, that's exactly when he tied did that the other day. I'm thinking, well, where if they struggle against Tulsa at Tulsa,
0: well, I think the reason I parallel it with with Sark is that Sark kind of did the same thing when he got here. He he was going to install his system, whether we had the players or not. Because a lot of people are for' and well, want you to install a system that fits the talent that's there right now. Sark and Brett Venables, especially on the defensive side, was like, no, no, this is our system. This is we only get one, how I got the job. This is this is, we only we yeah. have one chance to install this, and this will be our foundation and you know Steve Sarkisian I think has stuck to that path but it obviously led to 5 and 7 and a you know bad first year and um unacceptable first year and Oklahoma fans would say exactly the same from Brett Venables which is why there are those already grumbling which would ha- which happened here when Sark went 5 and 7 last year signs of improvement for the Longhorns but as you just heard Sark say in the update you know their own their own they were their own worst enemy in these fourth quarters of football games but they were close in all those football games, which is why the Longhorns are now picked to get over that hump, finish those games, and win the Big 12. Now, K-State, rightfully number two, right behind Texas. They're the defending champions. I think when you look at the Big 12 media poll, the team that has the most bulletin board material is Sonny Dykes, right? They they went 12-0 and last year, played for the championship, went to the national championship game, and, and they're picked fifth.
2: Yeah, that's that for me is that's the hard one for me because, as I said, I, I, there, there's a lot of... The guys, yeah, they lose a lot, but they had a lot of players that played in games because they got to play in games. Yeah. So, on, you, on you know, Sonny
0: Dykes is going to use that, saying, Oh, yeah. They've got Texas at one and TCU at five, huh? You know, that's hanging on their locker room. Yeah. They, they
2: won't have, oh, they, they beat, a, you know, we only beat them by one possession. That's not what they put on the bulletin board. They, beat the, they put it that we beat their ass again. That's what <laughs> they put.
0: Well, they came in here and beat them, and Sonny Dykes, Sonny Dykes is undefeated against Texas. Cause remember when he was at Cal, beat Texas in back to back years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the Longhorns, quite honestly, have not been very good against TCU since TCU joined the Big Twelve no. Conference. What are they four and eight since TCU's joined the league? Something along those lines. Yeah,
2: those eleven o'clock that's games never imagine. worked well.
0: well. I mean, like the number two pick is K State. Texas has never lost to a Chris Klein and K State team, including last year's win. But TCU has been a problem. Uh, uh, Iowa State with Matt Matt Campbell that's been a problem. Yes. Uh, what is Texas one and three in their last four against Iowa State? And last year's game was an eyelash. Jalen Ford forced turnover at the mm-hmm. end of the game to, to save the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, those are the humps Texas has to get over. They've got to stop stubbing their toe against teams they're more talented than.
2: Right, for sure.
0: Uh, which they whatever we think of Matt Campbell and Iowa State, Texas is, is this year is more talented than I, that Iowa State team player for player.
1: Uh, hey, with that in mind, it's seven
0: fifteen on a Friday. Now seven Let's dive into your coach's corner.
1: Sorry, I didn't have it ready. Give me a sec. All right. Ty is... Uh,
0: Running on fumes in there. Here's Lala's Christmas Bar. I like that. Bender on Ben White. Never Bender. heard of that. Never Bender. heard of that either.
1: Been there once. It was it was right next to my old house. It was, that's a good spot. It says the goat of all dive bars is Sonny's
0: Bar in downtown Houston. Dry Creek is now closed. Rest in peace. Yeah, Dry Creek was out there on twenty two twenty two. Coming back. I used to in. go to
2: the 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 billiards the saloon there on Ben White there. Where my buddy Bill used to. Oh. Know. You know what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Right by the the is strip club, the no billiards
1: like warehouse, the warehouse, yeah,
2: the warehouse billiard, yeah.
1: I've never been there. I've been a little, That's a, little to go in That's there. a little rough. <laughs>
2: Eric, that was rough back in the day. Now
0: I'm sure it still is. Pool um,
2: cues flying all over.
0: I like. Uh, yeah, I went to St. Edward, so yeah, we frequented those places. Yeah, the warehouse saloon and billiards, saloon Not, and
2: billiards, yes.
0: And, and it wasn't the Palazzo back then. No,
2: no, no. But I think I, it may have been a dining spot.
0: But it, no, no. You can still get a good meal at the Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Well, what was the one? Because the, the, the one that's right by St. Edwards is, oh. is now called the Red Rose. The Red Rose. That's not a dye bar. That is a strip bar. That's
2: a dead-up strip joint. That's where the Cowboys used to hang out.
0: Well, I've, I've always told that story because I was at St. Edwards, got there in 91. And when I first moved there, that it was called the Yellow Rose. No, what was it called at the time? Exposé.
2: Exposé, yes. It was called
0: Exposé. And it was an absolute dump. I mean, it was a blank hole,
2: low ceilings
0: not I, I didn't even go in it I'm honestly I was only 18 and i didn't I had never been in it but i been the, in it just from the outside it looked like a complete you know don't thank you
2: and don't even tell me about they had a great lunch there no, the they, funny, no they did not funny
0: part of expose is the cowboys would come every year for a month and all of a sudden that the place get was all fixed nice. up. <laughs> it was all fixed up Oh, because those dudes would they be there every the night. Roof. they raised the roof up oh, in there. and they'd be dropping money in that place. <laughs> Strippers from all over be rolling over to the expose. Michael Irvin would
2: own that spot. Oh, yeah. Come up in a limousine. Yeah,
0: next thing you know, after the Cow, I mean, remember, the Cowboys left, destroyed this, the, the dorms at St. Oh. Edward's on their way out, which hopefully is part of this new Netflix docu-series that Jerry Jones has signed up for, because it was all during that time period. Uh, but yeah, then, next thing you know, the expose, man, that thing is the place.
2: How's that so fixed up now? You go in there one time, it'd be a dump. You go in there next time, it's all fixed up after the Cowboys left. Cash
1: flow. Oh, up, yeah.
0: You know, 100 NFL players hanging out they there every fix night it. for a month. I mean, go on. Hey, let's uh, – did we have their coach's corner? Let's hit it.
2: Audio-visual consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid.
0: Ooh, here's one. Club 21 in Ulan before it burned down. I like that. Shoal Creek Saloon. That's – that's,
2: Oh, we hung out there now. I'm a
0: fan of that place.
2: Yes. Still am. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not Crown, for the drinking, for the food. Ty obviously.
0: destroyed his liver quite a bit at the Crown and Anchor Pub in uh, West Campus. And by the way, that got that's getting, that got torn down, did it? It did? Man?
1: Oh, no. Abel's got turn, torn oh, down. Oh, Kane and Abel's. That's where he stared up. Crown and Anchor was a cool one. Too. They got some good wings, Crown and Anchor. Mm.
0: Hey, so uh, here's your coach's corner. We were talking about uh, Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns in the Big 12 media poll. Uh, how about this one, though? We have Phil Steele. Phil Steele's College Football Preview Magazine, one of the one of the greats, he is out with his uh, top 25, and he has the number one team when you get your magazine is the Georgia Bulldogs. says so the two-time defending national champions continually, their c- continual top five recruiting halls, and one of the best coaches in the country. What more really needs to be said about the Bulldogs, they'll break in a new quarterback. Uh, seemingly Carson Beck will be the guy, but the Bulldogs don't need Heisman caliber play from that position in the, uh, in the SEC with all the talent. So essentially Georgia number one. Uh, by the way, there is some brewing controversies. You should keep your eye on that Georgia. There are allegations of a uh, sexual assault scandal that was there. There are shades of Baylor, and again, this isn't full reported yet, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not fully been evolved. But there's there's some concerning stories that sound a lot like uh, you know some of the stuff Urban Meyer was doing when he was at Florida, uh, Art Briles at Baylor, uh, where not only were sexual assaults not taken appropriate steps on, they were Maybe covered up. But, again, that's, those are allegations. That's just something to keep your eye on with because we've seen other coaches get caught up in that uh, for the quest for winning. So watch that at Georgia. Ohio State is two in the Phil Steele College Football Preview magazine, that great receiving core um, led by Marvin Harrison, Jr. And just, just like Georgia, top five recruiting classes year by year and a coach who can get her done. Uh, I'm sure there are Michigan fans that are not going to be happy to see Michigan behind Ohio State because Michigan has smoked Ohio State back-to-back years.
2: Bringing back their running back and their
0: quarterback. Yes, and they bring back J.J. McCarthy at quarterback, uh, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards at running back. They've got a really good offensive line, which Jim Harbaugh is always going to have, and that defense has been pretty rock solid. So uh, the Big Ten with numbers 2 and 3, according to Phil Steele. Alabama 4, Penn State 5. So Phil Steele has a high opinion of the Big Ten this year with three teams in the top five. Clemson at 6, which would mean they would be the best team in the ACC. Uh then Florida State, right there on their heels also out of the Atlantic Coast Conference, and then it's Texas at number eight. At number eight, according to Phil Steele. He says Texas was picked by media to win the Big Twelve in 2023, and for good reason. The Longhorns have on paper the best roster in the league and a pretty by a pretty comfortable margin. No one else around the league has the offensive the, the offensive pop of quarterback Quinn Ewers, pass catcher Xavier Worthy, and Jatavion Sanders. And others can provide. It's all set up for Steve Sarkisian to break through and win the Big 12 in his third year in Austin.
2: Yeah, I could see the number eight and number 10 flipping.
0: Uh, eight and 10, 10 is Utah. Yes. Well, I mean, that's the back to back Big. T- I mean, Utah looks at this because he has USC ahead of them with Caleb Williams and uh, Lincoln Riley there at number nine. Utah has won the Pac 12 back to back years. Yeah,
2: they've put a slap on USC twice last twice year. year. Meet last them twice
0: year. last year. They have Cam Rising, the former Texas quarterback, who's tra- transferred there and become a really good player.
1: He's back for another season. I the think- other former Texas quarterback playing running back for them. What's his name? Um, I'll have to look up his name. They did you know lose, who I'm talking
0: about. They did lose star tight end Dalton Kincaid to the first round in the Buffalo did, Bills yep. in the NFL. But uh, Utah, I mean Kyle Whittingham is the dean of coaches right now, right? I mean yes. He's- one of the longest-standing coaches in all of college football. Jaquindin Jackson. Jaquindin Jackson, oh, the big dude, a Duncanville kid. Yeah,
1: Roshan Johnson 2.0.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jaquindin was well, He was kid. good last year. Remember, he was at Duncanville, right? And yep. that, that dude, that fits what Kyle Whittingham likes to do, which is pound you uh, with that run game. Uh, they have uh, Phil Steele has LSU at 11, Notre Dame at 12, the Aggies at 13, Tennessee and Oregon round out the top 15, according to Phil Steele's college football preview magazine. Why are the Aggies 13? Why are the Aggies 13? I know. Didn't they win like five um, games last year? He says after a 2022 that landed somewhere between forgettable and three-alarm fire, Texas A&M has, a, has had a quieter offseason, but the Aggies have the talent to potentially be one of the best teams in the SEC, but a number of factors will shape that outcome. Two biggest will be Connor Wiegman comfortably stepping up his game and becoming the full-time starting quarterback. And the play calling. Head coach Jimbo Fisher was in charge of the offense last season, and it was at times unwatchable. He hired Bobby Petrino to be the offensive coordinator, call plays. If Petrino, a proven offensive coach, can do his thing without too many cooks in the kitchen, the Aggies should be a top twenty-five team with relative ease. And the look—the one thing you'll say about the Aggies—they've lost a lot. There've been a lot of of uh, of you know negative stories and yeah, transfers Yeah, but they've still
2: out. found a way to recruit,
0: and they still have eight starters back. And their yep. offensive line, which was young last year, should be better this year. Connor Wigman's a five star quarterback. Evan Stewart was one of the best receivers in the country uh, to throw to. They've got a good stable of running backs. I know, um, you know the Devin A chain is into the into the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. But uh, you know, Jimbo has recruited well. And out
2: there their stuff not happening right, they still can recruit.
0: Yeah, but they've got to perform better in the in the SEC, obviously, and they've got to get better quarterback play. And yes, I wouldn't couldn't disagree, I mean agree more with Phil Steele's assessment. There and I'm sure there are Aggies listening right now who would say the exact same thing. The The offense at times was unwatchable. I mean, it was to Charlie Strong at Texas levels oh, a bad yeah. offense at times last year. Remember they lost to Appalachian State?
2: Dude, you have to have a quarterback. You have to have some semblance of a quarterback. They had well, three guys that they just couldn't, and none of them could stay healthy.
0: Well, and you have to have a scheme. Yeah. <laughs> that scheme's people open, and – uh you know, I think the similar to to what Charlie Coach Strong dealt with. And of course, coach, Charlie Strong was a defensive coach. Uh, and he had a different offensive coordinator every year at Texas, yep. which I thought led to the inconsistency and in this the terrible offense. They just also didn't have a quarterback. Um, but you know, we'll see. Big 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 year for the Aggies. Longhorns eight, Aggies thirteen and Phil Steele's college football preview. Where does LSU
2: come in on that? Because eleven. That, oh, that is a
0: eleven uh, with Brian Kelly. They have Jaden Daniels back at quarterback. They have Harold Perkins, who is going to be a sophomore, the stud linebacker. He's back. Defensive tackle Mason Smith is back. So, so Harold
2: Perkins has two more years. He's got to be around. Yeah, correct. Uh huh. Because that dude needed
0: to go out last year. Well, you know, the 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 Longhorns are hoping that the fellow five star Anthony Hill, the linebacker, can have a similar. They're different kind of players, but they're both yes. just freakish athletic, freakishly athletic, and that's what Harold Perkins was last year in his first year was in the so SEC. Sudden, it was incredible, yeah, unblockable, just wreaking havoc uh, on quarterbacks and then on offenses, uh, just with with natural athletic talent and uh, just a really, really high level player. The Longhorns, if the Longhorns get anything close to that from Anthony Hill Jr. next to Jalen Ford, that's the kind of impact splash player they need on the defensive side of the ball. And, um, you know, it can help you with those pass rush concerns. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we'll pick up the Phil's because Phil Steele also has out his uh, his first, second, and third team All-American squads. Does have some burnt orange flavor. We'll get you details there. Uh, also, your favorite dive bars. Today is National Dive Bar Day. It's appropriately on a Friday. Uh, where do you like to hang Would you just like to get away and have a cold one? Uh, it is Dive Bar Day here on B&A. One, E. three, uh, my baby doll. Everybody's sending us pictures of this crazy sphere in Las Vegas, the eyeball, the big marble. That would
2: screw me up if I was driving. It really would. I'd be be eyeballing it.
0: (laughs) If you haven't, you'll see that it's coming online at the Venetian Resort and Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. It's a $2.3 billion project that will be an event center and. Concerts. So they got a
2: back door behind that eyelid back there somewhere.
0: Well, and you see the little ring around it down here. That's where you would go into the place. But, no, it is, it is creative as it can be. But $2.3 billion, that's what that will get you in Vegas. But it is causing car accidents because people are stuck looking at it. And somebody sent us a picture from his buddy's condo in Vegas, and it looked like the, the earth. It was big, big blue. Yeah. It, 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 if you haven't seen, it looks like a big marble, but it lights up into different whatever they need it to look like. Uh, just a big ball. Giant ball,
2: and they're doing advertising on it. Yeah, they can do anything. Sweet,
0: yeah, um, which is pretty cool. But yes, yeah, it can be distracting if you're driving in and around the Strip in Vegas. So that's where uh, Victor uh, uh security detail got after Britney Spears pretty good. gave her uh, gave her good 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 shot to the chops. Apparently, uh, can we hear again from the uh, the eyewitness on TMZ who saw this whole thing go down uh, near the Aria Casino and a, in a Restaurant near there called Catch. Here's what uh, here was the eyewitness said of what went on with Victor Wenbanyama, his security detail, and one Britney Spears.
2: Wemby was walking into the area, uh, heading to Catch, when there was a, a fan who, afterwards, we found out was Britney Spears, was uh, approaching him with a British accent, uh, saying "Excuse me, sir," "Excuse me, sir," and just kept trying to go towards him. Uh, when eventually uh, he was heading, when Wemby and his, and his entourage were heading into uh, the restaurant where um, and to catch, that's when Brittany sort of in- infiltrated her way into this circle and one of his uh, bodyguards uh, gave her like, a backhand uh, slap across the face. I mean, isn't that the time when you use the, do you know who I am, if you really wanted to, instead of yeah. trying to bully, well, your not bully your way in, but still trying to get past his well, security. Don't you, don't you say, I, you know, I, I've talked to him, I'm, I'm Britney Spears, if you don't recognize me because I'm 15 years, 20 years older than you are, security guy.
0: Yeah, I'm assuming Wemby doesn't really know who Britney Spears is. Maybe he does. But, but they
2: acted like they've, they've met before. Like no, she said me.
0: they met oh. at a dinner earlier. They, they they visited, and but, oh, they had a visit. They but, had but, a tea. But then she said she saw him again at the going outside the other restaurant, in her statement. And then, but see, this eyewitness disputes what Brittany says. Brittany made it seem like it was very innocent, and she just tapped him on his shoulder. He's saying she kept trying to get his attention. They kept trying to infiltrate,
2: infiltrate. <laughs> yeah, I love that the security word. detail. Good job, TMZ.
0: Essentially, weasel her way in, and you know, if he's right, and eventually somebody, one of the dudes just. Swung around and whacked her in the face. Now, you know, even in her own statement, she admits that whoever hit her didn't see who it was. Just reached back to her. Just kind of turned around and as he swung the arm, whacked her upside her head.
2: Knocked her glasses off. Knocked her glasses off. Very embarrassing for Brittany.
0: And so, yeah, I mean, here she's trying to weasel infiltrate. and guess this is what happens when you... uh, Infiltrate. You try to infiltrate the security (laughs) detail. You know what might happen?
1: Hit
0: me, baby, one more time. Well, yeah, hard, hard to believe it's been since 1999 that that song. Is she
1: still married? Is she married to a dancer? Is she like she's remarried to her former agent, I think. Sam Eshgari. Where was Sam at?
0: I don't know. Remember, she was married to Kevin Federline for a while. Remember, Federline, Fries. He had that Fetterline. Super Bowl they have, commercial. They had
2: child time. together, right? Yeah, she's a kook. She's got a few kids. She has a I few mean, kids
1: she, now? What's the, her, her kids are like, what's the deal her? where her dad was in charge of like all her. But oh, well, she—he
0: was with, a conservatorship, so, yeah, because she was r- ruled to be clinically mentally ill.
1: Oh, and so
0: the the court ruled her to let her her father take over and kind of run her. Take the affairs. money, take the affairs, as they and, call it, and then the financial was, affairs. I mean, you and I weren't really paying much attention to it, no, recently. But then there was the big free Britney, because she got her life in order and everything seemed to be good, and um, she's posting like. Naked pictures on Instagram. Yeah, she's still crazy. Nothing against. She's still I mean, doing it. Mental illness should not be taken lightning, but she's no. She's still she, out there. Oh, she's she's been you know her the, the father of her kids. It's estranged. I mean, her kids don't want to be around her. It's it, I don't want to go. I don't know enough to. But she's she's still got some issues, and now she got whacked in the head. So you know,
1: her little sister's even crazier. What? Ooh, Jamie Lynn, right
0: or Jamie Spears? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Fame will that do that to you sometimes? Fame will do that to you. It gets you, you slapped well, across
2: the face. It sounds like.
0: Well, I will say that uh, Britney Spears and Victor Wanyama can have a similarity, and that's that young, y- young fame.
2: That's right, young fame. So deal with it. Learn yeah. how to deal with it. Yes, um, she says her bodyguards don't go around popping people.
0: Well, and at people same time, rush it, up to her. That eyewitness is right, and she was in a British accent, which is <laughs> weird. Well, is that Britney Spears? Well, why is she talking in a British accent? Maybe that's not her. (laughs) Louisiana. Who's this homeless lady? Yeah, who is this person trying to infiltrate our our (laughs) entourage?
2: I love it. TMZ, I love them.
0: I love TMZ. Well, that was an eyewitness talking to TMZ that that this is what I saw. Um,
1: Those TMZ people are scum of the earth.
2: Why? They pay for their information. They, they don't mess info, around. I so know. It's lawyer. Lawyer. Well, it's
1: the people that, that go around like harassing people to get the information to oh, sell right the that. TMZ. Yeah, that's, that's the, you know, the, the paparazzi. The paparazzi, is the paparazzi. Trash.
2: But if they say it, generally, most likely, it's true. they paid some good money for it.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's it's junk news. It's not
2: like hearsay.
1: No, never.
0: Um, Brittany was born in Mac- Macomb, Mississippi. Macomb, Mississippi back in the day.
2: My SSI, SSI, SSI PPI, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it.
0: And uh, her, her hometown of Kentwood, Louisiana. So she's oh, not well, from England. Well, that's kind of an
2: English <laughs> accent, exactly, probably.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll take your thoughts on that. Best dive bars that you uh, enjoy or have enjoyed. It's National Dive Bar Day. Also got uh, uh, some other interesting thing to get to. We're talking, oh, you didn't so, tell
2: me about baseball. What, did the Sox win again? The, I
0: about baseball. The Sox the got, Sox after, the got after the Rangers. Again? Yeah, sucks for the Rangers bullpen, especially in the middle relief area, just a mess. And it's their, what's their run real weakness, and that's why they traded for a role to Strapman last week. And you know, a lot of people in the Metroplex who felt like that the Rangers were about to try to make a trade for Joe Kelly, the uh, right-handed reliever from the Chicago White Sox, but he got hurt uh, just this like week. Week they put him on the IL. Uh, there were a lot of rumors the Rangers were because they they got to shore up that middle relief, and I think the hope is that they can have the they have the prospects to go get what they need, veteran arms out of that bullpen. If they get that fixed, they're mm-hmm. going to be tough. But it is their it is their Achilles heel right now is that middle relief, and, and I I think even Will Smith at the end of games, and he pitched for the Astros. Uh, and of course, the he was an all star yep. with the Braves way, a few years ago, uh, and he can be good. But man, it, uh, Peralta's Chapman can become, you know, what you know, thirty five years old, but he's still throwing 100, 100 miles an hour. He looks like a weightlifter these days. Uh, if he can emerge as that guy, then you could use Will Smith in a setup role and still try to get other arms. If they get that sorted out, Rangers are going to be uh, really good in the American League. But, yeah, that, that middle relief, not good last night against the Boston Red Sox. They're up 5-3, to three, and the next thing you know, it's 10-5 to five, uh, because the bullpen just fell apart, in, especially in the seventh inning. They gave up, it was seven runs. No, six runs in the seventh. Come on, Rangers. Not good. Not good. Astros didn't win either, though, because they lost to Seattle last night. But, uh uh, interesting weekends. Astros will play the Mariners all weekend. Rangers will be in Washington to play the Bad Nationals. Also in baseball, by the way, in the, at 8.30 and 9.30, we're going to have guests to talk about the baseball amateur draft because uh, Dustin McComas will join us next hour, talk about some of the local prospects, including Travis Socorro. You know, the kid at Round Rock, uh, the big kid, he is, he is seen as the hardest-throwing pitcher in the draft. I mean, he's 100 miles an hour, 101, 102 miles an hour, coming out of Round Rock High School. Uh, but, you know, he's committed to Texas. And recently he did an interview in which he said at this point he's still planning on playing at Texas. And you know David Pierce would love to have Travis Secora show up. And that's something we've talked about with, uh, and we'll ask Dustin about this coming up. We're also going to talk to another great uh, guest from the All-Star Weekend in Seattle about the amateur draft in the uh, 9 o'clock hour. But, um, you know, college baseball, with the the baseball draft being shrunk down to 20 rounds, the opportunities for name, image, and likeness. Think about a kid like Travis Secora. Right, He could stay right here play at Texas. He's already a local name because he went to Round Rock. And name, image, and likeness is available to him. And uh, play for three years for David Pierce. And I think he's, he would only have to play two years. I think he's, he's, he's graduating. He's 19. So he's graduating a year but That's behind. a birthday
2: kind of deal, isn't it? Yeah, it's a birthday. Yeah. Uh,
0: but so keep an eye on that name, Travis Sikora. How high he's drafted this weekend. The draft starts on Sunday. And I give baseball credit for finally... Major League Baseball moving their draft. Getting it right, away
2: from the College World Series.
0: Yes. Not during it during the College World Series, but also making it in a more high profile spot right right ahead of the All Star game. Uh, you know, All Star Weekend. Uh, so you can put that on center stage. And ESPN's actually carrying the draft this year for the first time. Normally it's just sitting there on, on MLB network, which not everybody has. Uh, everybody has ESPN. ESPN's planning to 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 uh, you know, try to give it covers like they do the NBA draft, the NFL draft. Sure. Because college baseball fans and even casual baseball fans are going to know the names of the draft picks at the top. You know, the the, the Paul Skeens and the, um, you know, Dylan Cruzes and those guys at the top of the draft. Rangers have the fourth pick. But back to Sikora, I mean, think about that for him, right? He could be drafted. We'll see where he goes. I mean, he, but he's projected anywhere from, you know, 15 to 35 or 40 is where I've seen Travis Sikora, the hard thrower from Round Rock. But he wants to go to Texas. And at Texas, he can do fine on the NIL front, especially since he's a local product. And, you know, I think we're going to see more and more really top-end high school players move them and stay and play in college baseball because they see the opportunity. You could. It
2: depends on the money. I mean, it's going to be oh, about that much. For sure,
0: right? It, it depends on how high he goes. Yeah, that NIL money is very nice. likely to go – and, like, Sakura is an example of a guy that will probably still go take the money because he's going to be, a, a you know – Oh, yeah. He's the best prospect this area has had since Brett Beatty. Remember when Brett Beatty was at Lake Travis – Drafted by the Mets, and, you know, he's, he's you know playing big league baseball.
2: and yeah, this is about getting on with your career there for a guy like that, right?
0: But with it shrunk down to 20 rounds, where it used to be 40 or 50 rounds, that's a lot of high school players that will not get drafted, that used to get drafted.
2: That will go off to college, you're like, right.
0: Now they're going to go to college and collect, be able to, because we talked about the idea of rookie ball and those kind of things are rough. It's a rough climb through the minor leagues from 18 years old on, unless you're, you know, one of those bonus prospects. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll talk to Dustin McComas about it next hour. What the Rangers may do it for, uh, also the top picks and the local products. Dustin does a great job on on, on We're baseball. We're in a big
2: baseball area. I mean, when it comes to whether it's a major league or, yeah. and development area, well, and that's
0: so. what you know. Dustin used to be. Is the NIL
2: money going to be? I mean, is that going to?
0: We'll ask him. Dustin used to be with yeah. us, of course. He was at orangebloods.com. He's now working with a with a you know scouting and doing with what uh, I think it's Five Tool Baseball. Uh, which he'll give you some intel on, but uh, scouting this area for the best prospects, and then he'll give us some good intel on what what his future predictions are going to be for what college baseball looks like, uh, how the amateur draft goes, but that's coming up on Sunday. But we'll get back to the college football with Phil Steele's All-American teams on top of his top 25. Also, the Longhorns picked to win the Big 12 Conference, according to the media that covered the league, for the first time since they went to a divisionless format. Um... So we'll see the watering. How about the Waterhole Saloon in Dell Valley? Ooh, that sounds like a good one. The Waterhole Saloon. Um, This says Angels Ice House in Spicewood, Texas. I know where that is. Uh, This says how many times did Britney's security guard slap someone for trying to get close to Britney? Well, Britney said that didn't happen.
2: She says, "Yeah, I've been dealing with security for all my life, and And I haven't ever whacked somebody.
0: Not yet." Uh, but, again, e- even the eyewitness and even Brittany's statement would indicate that well, this wasn't like a guy that looked right at her and smacked her in the face. This guy was turning around trying to keep someone away from him, do his job, essentially, and, yeah, got and her. And her
2: little pretty little face showed up.
0: Right. And she's down there, a little 5-3 thing, <laughs> and took it upside the... Took the— Knocked the glasses off of her.
2: Right. Just embarrassing. She didn't get hurt. Just, that's just that embarrassing thing. Do you know who I am? Do you she know said who it, you just she, hit?
0: She called it traumatic.
2: Oh, traumatic. Oh. Super
0: embarrassing. Are there scars? A star of Britney's magnitude should not be getting smacked in the face in public and not be able to get to and talk to who she or, wants well, to. Well, she
2: needs to get off of that British accent. <laughs> then She needs to get off, back to that Cajun accent.
0: Oh, man, the water tank bar has been mentioned. Okay. You think
2: uh, my girl at LSU, my coach, you think she's going around acting, talking with a British accent? I don't think so.
0: You wanna, well, you know what? She stands Kim, Kim, out.
2: Kim Mulkey will not ever be talking with a well, British she's kind of
0: like Britney. She's from Louisiana.
2: That's yeah. what I'm saying, but she's not going to
0: – They can get rowdy, those Louisiana. Or oh, she'll
2: go up and grab Wimbenyana. Yeah, pretty much so.
0: How about this? A great watering hole was the Rattlesnake Inn north of Florence, Texas. Lots of soldiers from Fort Hood back in the day. Florence is the home of one Jeff Howe from Light the Tower. Stardust Club in Manchack, That's been mentioned. That's a good one. Uh GNS Lounge, that's a good one. It's on Old Tour. Oh, that's
2: right, I've been in there.
0: GNS Lounge, that's still there. National Dive Bar Day. We're back. Ty has the hot or not topics. More on Brittany v Wemby, and of course, uh, the Longhorns picked to win the Big Twelve on a busy Friday here on Beanie. Yeah. What's
1: hot? And what's not? What's Hot, What's Not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at TXOrtho.com to
0: learn more and to schedule an appointment. Indeed. buddy of mine says my current fave, Dive Bar, Don's Depot, others, Jenny's and Mean Eyed. Places I'm very sad are no longer with us. Dry Creek, Blue Bonnet on Inks Lake near Camp Longhorn. And Billy's on Burner Road, I like to, so he said. There you go. National Dive Bar Day. Also, Buck, I didn't mention when Brittany got whacked in the face by Victor Winbanyama's security detail. Apparently, she qu- caused quite the scene because she was traumatized. Oh, she didn't go down. She didn't go down like somebody snipered her, did This she? I can't play this on the air, but there's another eyewitness who said Brittany yelled, <laughs> she's entitled. She said, this is effing America, in her attempt to approach an NBA star. this is She's straight out of Louisiana. Arresting
2: me for what? I'm not allowed to stand up for myself. I thought this was America! Huh? Isn't this America? I'm sorry, I thought this was America!
0: Come on, Brittany. Can we just leave Brittany alone? Can we just leave her alone, please? I mean, she was just trying to say hi to Victor. He's, you know, she got a little gaga starstruck kind of thing. Man. It's a good thing. All right, leave, Brit- what was that? leave Brittany alone. Hey, so uh, also, Bucky, I, I know this is going to affect you and not many of our listeners, but uh, stamp prices are going up this weekend. Yeah, I know. Stamp prices. Bucky's still... Licks and stamps his mail, sends forever, it
2: off. Does that mean the forever stamp that, that said forever, the last time we had a, ra- a price hike on it, is no longer any good?
0: 66 cents now, from 63 to 66 cents. Second price jump this year. It's like interest rates. They just keep popping up.
2: 66 cents a stamp.
0: And you know the U- U.S. Postal Service had a $1 billion net loss for the first quarter of 2023 alone. They'll make a comeback. What do you mean? The, we
2: even get these Amazon trucks out of here <laughs> yeah, out of, that's my, not out of my out of my driveway three times a day.
0: Oh, well, they're they're not. Let's just say the USPS is not doing as good as the as Apple. Do you realize that last wow. this week, Apple, as of last Friday, its its uh, stock ended valued at three trillion dollars. The only company to ever reach that milestone. Three trillion.
2: Yeah, Amazon doesn't even use, have to use Amazon trucks. They'll just use U-Haul to come up to your house now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they'll use anything. So I mean, hey, anything. go
1: pick up that U-Haul truck. Oh yeah, start delivering packages.
2: Absolutely.
1: Oh man. Okay. Uh, three
0: three trillion. Apple doing good. How's that iPhone working for you? You know, selling them all Love over it. the world. <laughs> selling them all over the world. This is a bad economy too around the around the world. And they're sending me monkey
2: pictures like that. Or Broomhilda, or whoever she's supposed to be. That's when he said Cruella,
0: Cruella, come on. Can we on. just can we just say that Kim is one of the best damn coaches in all of sports? That's right. I mean, she just is. You can hate her guts, but and I know she's and she's a looker for you. To <laughs> each his on. own on that. To each his own. Uh, but she just won the national championship in what year two at LSU? Two years. Took Baylor to the top over and over again. She can she can uh, motivate and coach. I like Pat Summit, man, just knows how to. Identify talent, coach it up, and win. That's right. See, Sarkeesian's trying to learn that. He's identified the talent. Can he coach it up? Again, they win the Big 12. They've been picked by the media. They're both flashy dressers.
1: Dressers. Dressers. <laughs> both,
2: that's true. They do dress. It's, it's some
1: similar dress. Yeah. I'm seeing some parallels. Wow. Hey, now. Ty, what do you have for us in Hot or Not? Have you eaten any of those donuts yet? No. Day old donuts. S- still running on empty over here.
0: Ty I did not eat yesterday. I can't believe you haven't had one of those donuts. Uh, Cam Parker from the Midday Show. Failed the uh donut challenge the eating donut challenge yesterday, so there's still
1: several donuts sitting there. Are you gonna have one? No, no, they looked pretty nasty. Well, the bottom of them's like soggy oh, wet no. it's never stopped you before.
0: you got the stomach of a billy goat. Uh,
1: yeah, not tonight today. sorry, okay. a little slow uh but yeah, Marcus Jordan back in the news with uh Larsa Pittman uh smoking hookah through Larsa's boobs. <laughs> A birthday tribute to you, as it was captioned on Instagram. But there's a there's a video of him. You know, she's wearing a pretty revealing dress, and he just rips a hookah and blow motor kind of motorboats it right into her boobs. Really, you mm-hmm.
0: motorboating, son she tr- of a you know what
1: you? She, uh Who did this? Marcus Jordan, Larsa, Michael's Pittman. son. Yeah, she turned 49 yesterday. And how old he? Thirty something. Thirty two. Oh wow.
0: Uh, you know, I, I did read and uh, post our conversation about that topic the other day that Michael Jordan has voiced his disapproval of that relationship. Yeah. He's not, he does Just not like it. Just because
2: of the age deal.
0: It's Scotty Pippen's ex-wife.
2: They need loving too. do wrong with that young man.
0: Come
1: on, Marcus. I'm trying to get that OnlyFans money.
2: OnlyFans. <laughs>
0: Hey, uh, we'll get back into the Dame Lillard story, too, coming up in addition to the, Long- to the uh, Longhorns' pick to win the Big 12. Um, do the Portland Trailblazers owe it to Dame Lillard to trade him where he wants to go after 11 years of, you know, Hall of Fame-level play for a decade-plus? Uh, or do they have to do what's best for their organization? There's a good debate on that uh, going on right now. We'll have it for you. Also, as we mentioned, Dustin McComb is talking MLB draft. Uh, what about the Longhorns? Lucas Gordon, LBJ. Dylan Campbell, what's his projection on those guys? We'll get to all that coming up, plus uh, more to do on a busy Friday here on 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. You know we're always streaming for you. Take us wherever you go on the Horn app, always on your smart speaker and always at hornfm.com.